0: Okay, I'm going to do something different today. Hope you all want to listen to something different. okay we're gonna <clears throat> if you'll notice that the uh theme music is uh shorter today because we're gonna do something a little different. I'm trying to make this shorter podcast than my usual long winded self uh, I wanna thank everybody welcome everybody to uh thoughts from a lawnmower and I'd like to do something a little different today in this episode. I've been talking a lot of serious subjects. And I've been neglecting some of the fun subjects that I like to talk about. And of course, I like to talk about guitar. And um, <clears throat> let's get right into it. I, uh, I'm i a member of a couple of forums on uh, a couple of groups on Facebook and guitar-oriented groups. And uh, most of them are appealing to beginners and intermediate players there's a few advanced players on there and there's generally uh, a lot of questions asked and there are a lot of the same questions and there's nothing wrong with that and I don't want to belittle anybody it's you know people are looking for information They're, I remember when I started off as a guitar player that uh, I was always looking for any bit of information that I could find a magazine even if I didn't understand it at first, you know, I would, uh, I would, you know, find a magazine article or uh, look up a book in the library or something. Anything that I could to grab a hold of something. If it was a music theory book that didn't necessarily pertain to guitar, uh, just music theory in general, I would devour it. And I wouldn't understand about 90% of what I re- was reading, but I kept reading it kept studying it because I knew eventually somewhere along the line the light would go off. Well now in the age of the internet you know we have you know we have people who are starting to play and they're asking questions of those of us you know we're a resource now those of us who've been playing a long time we're a resource and I think they should use it but generally speaking there's these um same questions pop up, and I kind of want to take this time to kind of condense a couple of questions down. They weren't necessarily asked of me; they were just questions that were posed on these sites. And since a lot of the questions have similarities and themes, I'm just going to kind of answer a general question. I'm going to I'm going to pose the question uh, condensed, you know, from a lot of different ones, and I'm going to try and answer it as concisely as I'm able to do it and um, we'll see what uh, you guitar players out there think and if you uh, if you have any comments you can contact me at uh, axeman 2415 at yahoo.com that's axeman axeman n two four one five all one word at yahoo.com no caps okay and and when you put in the field responding to podcast or question. And if you have any questions for me that you would like me to answer, send them to me and I'll see what I can do. I'll kind of arrange. It doesn't even have to be about guitar. It can be about anything that I've talked about or anything that you might want my opinion on. At any rate, um, so here goes question number one. And this one, I'm actually using this one word for word, but it's uh, and I can tell that it was written by somebody who doesn't speak English as their first language, but that's okay. So the question is, what should an intermediate guitar player be practicing to become outstanding? That's a pretty good question, and that's, like I said, that 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 kind of summarizes a lot of the questions that that a lot of beginners or intermediates kind of ask. They're looking, they're looking to find that. I hate to say it, but they're looking to find that magic potion, that, that, um, that magic pill that can all of a sudden make you great or outstanding. And to be honest with you, that's kind of a relative thing um, because there are a lot of really, really, really good guitar players out there that I don't particularly think are outstanding based on the music that they're playing. But when you get these guys by themselves or they're just framming or they're playing in a different musical context than their normal gig, you see that, wow, these guys are really good. I didn't have any idea. As a matter of fact, um, I listened to a podcast uh, called No Guitar Is Safe by uh, Guitar Player Magazine's uh, Jude Gold, who himself is a very, very good player. And he was interviewing, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was from Maroon 5, and I don't particularly like Maroon 5's music. But the guitar player that he was interviewing and talking to, they were talking about all sorts of musical concepts, and the guy can play. I mean, he can shred. He, he, is, he was all over the neck. He was, he was an outstanding player. Well, I would have never known that, because it, that playing doesn't really get shown in Maroon 5's music. So I'm not really interested. That's not to say that he can't play, because he can. It's just to say that 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 music doesn't is not the vehicle for his playing. And there's a there's another guitar player who again whose name escapes me at the moment, but he plays for um, Robin Thick and uh, Jude Gold also did an interview with him. And th- this guy can play. He is he is a monster guitar player but the musical situation that he's in doesn't that's not what pays the bills. His shredding is not what pays the bills. So we have to be careful when we when we talk about who's outstanding and who's not because in reality there are there are players out there. You can go on YouTube and you can see players. I've been playing for almost 40 years and I can tell you that there are kids out there that have been playing for like 5 years maybe and they can blow me away it's 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 amazing and embarrassing all at the same time so anyway getting back to the question uh, what should an intermediate guitar player be practicing on to become outstanding well the short answer for me i think would be practice things that you can't do i was reading an interview with uh jakey lee uh years ago probably about 30 years ago, and he always, when he was talking about practicing, he always talked about working on things that he couldn't do, you know, he could, he he apparently was gifted with the speed gene, so he could play fast, playing fast wasn't, was not really an issue, but uh, there were things that he would work on that he just couldn't do, like if it was a, a country, country guitar lick, or a a jazz standard or uh, maybe doing something he was noted he was well noted for using his thumb to fret on the fretboard and uh, that's a very difficult maneuver I've tried it it's a very difficult maneuver and uh, so he would try to play things that he really couldn't play he would try to learn how to do things that he couldn't do and so I guess that would be my answer to that question you know, assuming that the word intermediate means that you have some level of skill, <clears throat> basic skill, under your fingers, I would assume that's what intermediate means. So I would say that you've probably, you know, had a chance to maybe work on, you know, your basic pentatonic scales and your uh, your chording and stuff like that. <clears throat> Rhythm, working on, you know strum patterns and whatnot. So when you get to a certain point and you're trying to build, sometimes you've just got to get out of what you already know. I'm a creature of habit. So when I practice, I tend to to play the things that I know I'm good at, or at least that I'm competent at, because you feel like you've accomplished something. It's really difficult to try and do something new. One of the things that I tried to incorporate in my playing is string skipping. That's not something I normally do. And even when I practice it and I don't do it as well as I would like to, it forces my playing out of a certain zone. I have to look at the fretboard differently. Um, It forces me to utilize a different set of fingers or fingerings to, to get what I'm trying to, to go after. And there's a different sound between string skipping and say sweet picking. So, which also sweet picking is not my, is not, I'm not an expert at that either. And so I will sit down and I will work on that. But if I, if I had to put my, my finger, pardon the pun on it, I would have to say that practicing the things that you can't do, find something, a lick, and it doesn't have, it shouldn't be so far out of your your league that you just get discouraged, but you have to maybe try to practice something that you don't normally play naturally. You know, I, when I started out and I was playing the, the pentatonic scales, I could jam with somebody and I could play the basic pentatonic bends and stuff like that. And that got, that got me to learn how to jam and learn how to do things on the fly. But your fingers won't go where you don't train them to go. And so, I would I would just say, like, if you have a particular, if you have a problem doing certain, like, say, a jazz chord, let's say a 13th chord, you know, if you have a trouble fingering that, going from, say, a chord that you can play to something that's a little bit more complex, maybe what you should do is you should sit down and isolate your finger moves, say, go from a C major seventh to a G 13th, okay, just not necessarily trying to play play a song although you could do that but to try and play something that is um again that you're having difficulty in to get because you will always benefit from trying something new cuz it will translate to the rest of your technique <clears throat> so that's what I would uh, that's my answer to that question always try to work on something that you can't do or that's not natural to your playing okay question number 2 to read music or not read music for guitar players? Uh, well, I'm going to say straight off that I am not a good sight reader for standard sheet music. Uh, you, the, the old joke applies that, you know, how do, how do you get a guitar player to turn down? Just put sheet music in front of him. And uh, as much as it's embarrassing to say, it's true. I, my advice, my, my answer to that question is, you should read, and I am trying to learn how to read, but it is a different skill set. But reading is is good because there's uh, number one, there's 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 tons and tons and tons and tons of musical information you can gather from learning how to decipher those little black dots and those lines. And I would I would call myself a decipherer. I, I to me, they're kind of like um, hieroglyphics. You know There are those who can kind of decipher what the meaning from the hieroglyphic, and then there are those who can look at it and go, okay, yeah, I know what this ancient Egyptian text is saying. And that takes years and years and years of study and application. My advice is, yeah, you should read. You should be able to read. And guitar is a hard instrument to read for, but it can be done. And so I would encourage... And even, even if you're not playing... The guitar, guitar, the the problem with the instrument, and it's and it, it's a it's a it's a fairly, uh, I won't say an unlimited instrument, but there's ver- there's millions and millions of things you can do to express yourself on the instrument. But I would tell you that reading sheet music, re- being able to read standard notation, is uh, beneficial because you uh, if you take horn players or piano players when they read the music, they interpret the music as it's written. Okay, I mean, there's always going to be some personality in that, but I, what I mean is that, the like, for example, horn players, you know, when they read a B-flat, that they, they have a fingering for B-flat. Okay, and, you know, when they do a major scale or whatever, let's say B-flat major, they, they have a particular fingering, and that's it. So they're not, so worried about how their hands look. It's all about getting that note. It's 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 all about that bird on the wire there trying to get that express that note. So with guitar players, we tend to fancy more our hands. And that breathing you're hearing is my doggie and she's coming in wanting to know what what's all going on. Hey baby, how you doing, sweetie? Um so if I, if I see a piece of music and I know it's not necessarily written for guitar, I've got to, if I, if I want to try and interpret what it's saying, then I have to alter my technique on the instrument in order to play what it says. Cause that the music doesn't care what your instrument is. That's, that's the thing that people, uh, we guitar players need to understand. The music doesn't care about your instrument. Okay. The music is the music. I'll, I'll, it's it's kind of like this. The, if, if, if a painter paints the, the picture, the the, the the picture doesn't care what your paintbrush is. The picture does not care uh, what your color palette is. You're trying to get what it is that, the vision that, that's in your head for that piece of music. So I would I would say, yes, uh, you should it it, it can't hurt. I'll say this. Yes, there are guitar players out there that can't read a note of music. There's guitar players, and we're going to talk about this in just in the third question, but there are guitar players that don't know anything about, really about music theory. They just play by ear, and they're wonderful players, and that's fine. But I think that they're the exception. I don't believe that they're the rule. I think that learning to read is going to help you with your overall musicianship. So... Uh, My answer is affirmative. Learn to read. Okay. And question number three. Now, this one was asked. I read this. I actually, I I posted an answer to this question, and I kept it. And so I'm going to read you my answer. But the question is, should we learn music theory? And I'm going to read you my answer to this question. And uh, here it goes. All right. So the question is, should we learn music theory? And my answer is, I think a lot of people refuse to study music theory because it's hard. Either they have a mental block that keeps them from seeing the obvious patterns and functions, they get confused by the nomenclature, or they are simply too lazy. Now there's plenty of artists who don't have any real working knowledge of theory and can play freely and without any detrimental effects to their skills. Those are the exceptions, not the rule. There are also those who are well-versed in theory and really can't create good music on their own. They are also an exception. I think, by and large, and nobody wants to admit this, it's laziness. Learning any aspect of theory cannot hurt your playing. For me, theory has opened up possibilities and helped me understand why certain players' licks work, or why they are able to utilize chords in a certain manner. There is never a situation where more knowledge is detrimental. Truly I've had to work hard on it, and I still have plenty to learn. But it is hard. It takes a lot of time to learn as well as apply. Yet, it is worthwhile because it allows me to communicate with musicians that play other instruments, piano players in particular. And theory has helped me to understand and appreciate other styles, even if I don't particularly enjoy those styles as I listen to them. Now, I don't want to rephrase that. I think that was a pretty complete answer. But I'll just... It is true that there are those who... Don't read a note. Don't know anything about music theory, and they're wonderful players, and they're so expressive. As a matter of fact, they they kind of don't really know the things that you're quote unquote not supposed to do. And by the way, let me add to let me add something to that. Okay, I know there are people who talk, there are players who talk about they don't know the rules. You know they they didn't know the, the the rules applied to them or whatever. Music theory is not a set of rules. Um, I read this, and I thought this was... Somebody gave this answer, and it was very concise, unlike me. But I thought this was true. Music theory is descriptive, not prescriptive. In other words, music theory describes the functions and the forms and all that, and it's very detailed. But it describes we the effects of what we do. It is not a set of laws that we cannot violate music theory is theory but it has applications across the board and so when these these guys talk about well you know I don't I don't you know I break all the rules or I don't I don't know the rules well in my view you're kind of limiting yourself because you really don't know what you can do for me music theory has freed my mind to more possibilities so I'm going to respectfully disagree with even those players who are so so good so talented I mean they they can pick up anything and and just play and they're amazing well I guess I'm not blessed with that kind of talent so I have to I have to acquire my skills a little differently I'm not saying that they didn't work hard to get what they have. I'm sure they did. But I'm also certain that a lot of those guys do th- certain things because they know it works. They don't know why it works. They just know it works. Uh, I'll give you an example. And I, I love Dimebag Daryl's playing. I think Dimebag Daryl was a, is a was a fantastic player. But he'll tell you, I don't know the difference between a Mixolydian mode and a Minoxidilian scale, you know, as, as his term. And he's probably right. And I could I could see that when he's doing things, he's using his ear and his fingers know where to go, which is essentially it's essentially, you know, it's a great musical skill to have. However, when you know something works every time, you're gonna do it every time. And so I you know, I would suggest that he would have benefited from learning a little more music theory. I think the music would have benefited. It didn't it didn't hurt him that he didn't know music theory, but I think that it wouldn't have hurt him if he did. Uh, Phil Kagey's another one. He's just an amazing talent. Love watching him play. Love listening to his music. And he's a guy who just seems to make up new rules. But the truth is, and he, he said himself, he really doesn't know music theory. Well, he's an extremely gifted player, and that doesn't take anything away from him but he's when he's playing just like Dimebag Daryl, when he's playing he is applying the concepts of music theory even if he doesn't know them so i'm not saying you can't but i i don't know of a situation anywhere where learning music theory can hurt you so with that i'm going to i think that's enough for this episode and if you have any questions like i said you can contact me at axman2415 at yahoo.com axeman man two four one five one word a x e m a n two four one five and if you have any questions regarding guitar or or music or even any of the other subjects that I've talked about that's fine. Um, any comment is welcome. I mean I don't want you to be mean to me but you know if you if maybe you want to get your question read or and answered, you know, try try being a little polite. <laughs> And uh, I'm, I'm going to try and do uh, shorter podcasts like this. I think these are a little bit more informative and a little bit easier to digest. And uh, so with that, I'm going to wrap it up for today. And uh, I'll see you in the next one. Ta-ta.